you know, I don't want to say animosity because I don't feel the animosity anymore um, among coaches. I, I feel like this incredible pride, A, in the league, and B, the competitiveness night in, night out. But I guarantee you there were a lot of happy coaches uh, for Scott and Baylor because they represented the league so well because you and I have been talking about this the last decade, decade or so. Over the last decade, it, it has been the best league in college basketball. Listen to the voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, KTON Temple, K230CH Temple, and KDHT HD3 Belmay, K283CD Waco. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. Game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome. Welcome one and all to game time here for a Monday edition of the program. If you'll hand me that uh, two by four, I'll uh, continue building our arc here this afternoon. We're gathering two of everything. Can you believe the rain, guys? It is crazy. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox, E.P. Garth uh, at the Master Control Center. And we're glad you're with us here on a Monday. But this is crazy. You said you were driving in today and... and, and <laughs> yeah, I got a little touchy for, for a minute. You know, I'm driving... did it? Yeah, I'm driving and I'm, I'm coming through Harris Creek, which that's gotten a lot better because there's no light there anymore. So you're not sitting in traffic. But um, I'm driving through Harris Creek and it's raining and, you know, it's raining pretty good. Okay. And then it just starts pouring to the point where, like, I can't really see the road in front of me. So I try to slow down. I think I might have inadvertently changed lanes. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> you know how that kind of goes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and put my flashers on. And then I was it cleared up enough that I could see a little bit. And I didn't have to pull over. But I drove past about six or seven people that had pulled over on the side of the road. So. Um, was not expecting this. I saw rain in the forecast. I'm really bad about checking my phone for weather or, you know, seeing the news, whatever. But I knew it was supposed to rain. I didn't think I wasn't expecting this, though. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of been like this. So yesterday, you know, we go to church and it's mm -hmm. 100 degrees and the sun's out. And yeah. Preachers preaching away, and next thing you know, the the bottom drops out. And you're like, "What's that?" Right? No, <laughs> it was crazy. We got home, and we were like, "Okay, we're gonna go to the park just down the street," and we get everybody ready, which is a process these days. And we're like ready to go out the door, and then it starts sprinkling a little bit, and Kristen's like, "Okay, well, it's fine." And then I'm like, "Well, it looks like there's thunder coming," and we did not end up making it to the park because it rained pretty good for a while, and it did. And then it got so stinking sticky. It was crazy. Uh, 
I, I did a little, uh, you know, full disclosure, did a little moving this weekend. and <laughs> yeah, well, Okay, so can you want me to tell the story? Yeah, if well, let's just uh, say if, if you're a moving company, there's a good opportunity to advertise with us right now. Yeah, I mean, because uh, I'm hot at one of them. I'm not going to mention America's best whatever they are. I'm not going to mention their company. Uh, so, so I hire a moving company because I don't want to touch this stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the last minute, get notification. We ain't, it ain't going to happen. So like I, literally, I, like Tom was going to leave on Friday, and it's Thursday night. We we're about to do our show on Thursday. Yeah. I'm walking back in between Mosley's show and this show. I'm walking to get a bottle of water, and Tom says to me, "The moving company just texted me and said, yeah, we're th- we're not going to be there. Yeah, we can't find a carrier.' And then I get an email from them saying the trucks have broke down. And I'm like, okay, you're not telling the truth. Let's just be <laughs> honest about this. They didn't get on the same page about what story no. they were going to tell you. Yeah, you know. And so I'm like, okay, so there's a little down payment that's probably gone forever. Mm. So I, I, when we got off the, and they, you're right, it was go time. I mean, yeah. it was it was. You showtime. were leaving that next morning. Yeah, and, and and it was showtime. It was it was time to go on the air at four o'clock. So we get off the air, and I start making a few phone calls, and I get a truck. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. And I asked this this company, could they help me locate a couple of you know a moving company to help. Because it's an upstairs apartment mm-hmm. in, in Fayetteville, America. And they said, yeah, we'll help you. And they did. And the company contacted me immediately and said they'd contact me the next day at 9 o'clock. <laughs> well, I'm driving because we left early the next day. I'm driving. 9 o'clock, nothing. 10 o'clock, crickets. And, and finally at 3 o'clock that afternoon, right before we go on the air, because I did my part from up there. Right. Uh, I, I get back on the phone and say, hey, let's X-nay these dudes and let's go to the next one. So they get me two more guys, and, and, and they actually did a great job. And then it kind of went okay from there. Man. But in the process of moving, let me just say this. If you've got a heavy box and you're going downstairs, <laughs> you, be careful. <laughs> Because the momentum of that box may take you and the contents of that box all the way to the bottom of the uh, stairway. Going a little ride. Yeah, when we were doing the show Friday, <laughs> people might have noticed. I didn't want to call attention to it, but there was some there was some tape action going on. Oh, could you hear it? You could hear a little bit. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't super distracting, but I could definitely hear. Oh, somebody's taping down some boxes. Oh, right it was. Now. Yeah, we were taping boxes like crazy, <laughs> and and did that late into the night but yeah i fell down (laughs) i fell down a flight of stairs with a box and i'm like okay did anything break now hang on a second does anybody see me laying here on the ground no they don't well get up then so (laughs) were you able to catch yourself at all or was it no it was well it was five flight i mean five stairs stairs. yeah still though that's that's significant and then you hit this little platform right and then so then you turn and go now, if it would have been straight down, it who knows? But mm. no, I went down about five steps, and that's the second time I have fallen down that flight of stairs. Well, she's not moving back there. I can no, tell you that. No, we're not ever going back there. So anyway, we get it back here, and then after the rain yesterday, get it all put away, and so here we go. But yeah, if it could, if a move could go sideways, it went sideways, and it mm-hmm. started Thursday. And you know, I thought. Earlier in the day, I said, this is weird. I haven't heard from the company, but, you know, they said they would contact me the day before. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not driving seven hours. 
and then getting there and going, oh, now what am I going to do? So I'm, and I'm glad I didn't. So anyway, all right, uh, seven minutes after four, 407, we do have rain through, and then it's supposed to do this all week, right? I mean, scattered on and off and all that kind of stuff. Staff meteorologist E.P. Garth is here. <laughs> yes, and, well, I always check the weather. I'm a, I'm a weather nut, I guess you might say, but yeah, I was, uh, I, and my wife is too, so I, I checked it for the rest of the week and, you know, 50% tomorrow, 65% the next day, and wow. then some more. Isn't that a, a little odd for this late in the in the season? I mean, it is. I mean, we're coming up on July. This is uh, an El Nino year, I think. That's the reason why we're getting so much rain. Oh, okay. Hmm. Man, EP's such a renaissance man, Tom. He just kind of dabbles <laughs> in like, a little bit of isn't that one of the? Isn't that like one of my favorite restaurants? Yeah, I mean, it does or, sound like I mean, They got some good queso at El Nino. I like, <laughs> like that place. <laughs> All right, we, uh, we're glad you're with us. Eight minutes after four. We're going to have ourselves a little Waco ISD day. Does that make sense? Waco ISD day, day. Yeah, today. <laughs> I mean, so uh, coming up on the program, we're going to talk with uh, Lyndon Health, the uh, new head football coach at Waco High. We'll also talk to Kent Laster, the uh, new head football coach at University. Just want to kind of see what's going on. Have they got things settled, got all their guys going, and, and uh, you know, see how strength and conditioning is happening. Just those kind of things. I mean, it's a critical time. Coaches can have some involvement, not as much as they probably like. But this is when, I mean, this is when you're – um leaders are made in a lot of cases this is when you get better you get stronger and one thing that we we know about Waco High University which we won't dive too deep into it in the show but one issue they've had is just getting guys there right Mm -hmm. like just getting the numbers up having players that are dedicated to to getting better and it sounds like there's transportation issues transportation issues but it sounds like there's some excitement uh around the new head coaching hires which is what you would want and, and what you would expect uh, with a with a new face coming in, right. and with and with this, you know, you, you mentioned it, but the contact that they're able to have—that's kind of a new thing. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was well for the longest. It was boy, you don't you don't get those guys can go unlock the weight room and and, and kind of hang out and and you know make sure that nobody gets injured or anything. But right. as far as as far as teaching and coaching, that was a no no, mm-hmm. and, and and I never understood why. And now the UIL has changed that process, and they're allowing contact, and and, and guys can work with these guys in limited numbers and in limited time. It's the smartest thing they've ever done. I, I think so too. I mean, if if you want to give the kids a break, give them a break, right? And this is not this is all not mandatory, but there's no sense in like hedging and saying, well, we're just going to allow you to open up the weight room and you can kind of supervise, but not really instruct i mean if you're gonna be there you might as well get some good coaching out of it and now they have that opportunity which is uh, it's good for everybody but especially new coaches coming into a first their first season somewhere and if i'm not mistaken ep it is every sport so the women's basketball coach can have can have some time uh, once once a week i think or you know i think it's based off of time but but they can have contact with their with their basketball team so can the volleyball coach so can you know the the baseball coach and softball coach and why not i mean what this is a great time to teach when the kids are not in a classroom and, and hopefully got their nose buried in a book learning well you have to go back before title IX and but when there weren't a lot of uh, girls sports being played and uh, the football ruled everything and and the problem was was that uh, you know football was being held uh, 24/7 uh, 
and uh, uh, year round, and so somebody didn't like that, got the UIL involved, and you know, I can Tom, I can remember when I played uh, that we would go down into an area what we call Cunha. Uh, it was a, a area that was secluded. And, I mean, you had to actually be there if you were going to spy. I mean, there's just no way to get to it. Um, and so it was secluded. And we would go down there in the spring, and we would run offensive plays. And we would run our offense, and we'd have football practice in the spring. And it was a highly illegal. Uh, but uh, today, uh, they lifted the ban on a lot of activity. And so that's a good thing. So. There's no question. Uh, allowing... Allowing that kind, and then it gives a responsibility to the young people, as you were mentioning, Stephen, to make sure that they get there and go through strength and conditioning and go through those uh, those one on one drills with the coach, and, and it puts a it puts a responsibility on the young people to to participate. I, I, I excuse me, I, I think it's the the right thing to do, and I'm glad they've done it. And the accountability is definitely a good thing, and it does allow you to find out okay who's really committed to this, who wants to step up and be the leaders of this program. You have to have those players in place before the season starts. All right. We're going to segue here four thirteen, And we're, when we come back, we're going to get into the North Carolina state thing. Boy, there's about 17 moving parts to this story. And it's just, I, I, I mean, I don't know where to begin with it. And I certainly don't know where this story ends, but I know this, it's a shame because I don't think there's any doubt that they were the hottest team. They may not have been the best team, but they clearly were the hottest team, and they had a great path to the championship. And because of COVID-19 issues and protocols and in contact tracing, they're home. And it's an all-SEC matchup, and we'll talk about that next right here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. The rain and isolated thunderstorms out there will gradually decrease later on this evening, leaving us with mostly cloudy skies and 72 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow with a 70% chance of showers and a few storms, a high of 87. And on Wednesday, partly sunny skies with a 30% chance of scattered showers and a few storms and a high of 9. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Morris Show. Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Businesses that don't advertise are like fishermen who randomly drop a hook in the river, hoping for a fish to pass by. Eminem Broadcasters is the lure to bring the customers to you. Seven different radio stations, each reaching a unique audience of potential customers. Your customers. Advertise today. Email to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Milwaukee Bucks go up two to one in the Eastern Finals, beating the Hawks 113 to 102. In the West Finals tonight, the Clippers are at the Suns. Suns could punch their ticket to the finals. They lead that series three to one. Tip is at eight o'clock. Game one of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, Montreal at Tampa Bay. Puck drops at 7 o'clock. Former Baylor standout forward Lauren Cox, the number three pick in the 2020 WNBA draft, was waived by the Indiana Fever. Astros split their four-game series with the Tigers over the weekend. Astros come home and start a series with Baltimore tonight, 6.05 first pitch. Rangers get a sweep of the Royals. They had the day off before starting a series in Oakland with the A's tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 17 minutes after 4 4 17. This is game time here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Tom, Stephen, and EP, and we're glad you're with us as we roll through this. Uh, Monday afternoon on the uh, on the program and our four o'clock hour, by the way, is brought to you by Good Feet. See what Good Feet can do for you with a free arch support fitting at Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's. Our uh, our studios here, the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. All right, we got several topics that we're going to dive into in this in this uh, in this segment here, but let's begin with North Carolina State. Stephen, just your overall thoughts on what happened, how it happened, and the end result. Well, it was super disappointing for the Wolfpack, obviously. I think you you brought it up last segment. They were the hottest team, probably mm-hmm. the team that was playing the best in the country going into uh, you know a, a, an opportunity to play Vandy potentially a couple times and move on to the National Championship Series. So that that's part of it. Obviously, there's a lot of discussion here. Um, let me first just say, I think the way the NCAA handled it was pretty poorly, which I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Hang on. <laughs> we've said that before, Yeah. but I wake up, I, I was watching Mississippi state and Texas and I watch Ivan Melendez hit a three run home run. Then I see it goes into a rain delay. That was the end of my night. Like I, <laughs> I go to sleep. I expect Texas to hold on and win the game. I wake up about 3am and get on my phone and see that NC state's been eliminated at two in the morning via a press release. And then there was that weird scenario where I guess the, the young men that hadn't been deemed out either because of a positive test or contact tracing, went over to the stadium and took a picture together. Mm-hmm. Just like, Hey, let's, let's remember this moment. It's the, the silliest way for a season to end. I guess I understand why they had to do it because they had some players that were symptomatic. They had players test positive, but I just think Tom, if you're the NCAA, you have to say, and it, it probably gets leaked because of the way things are now. It probably gets leaked at three in the morning, but you have to say, Hey, we're going to do a press conference at eight in the morning and we're going to say this team's out. And then we're going to let the media ask questions and you don't have, I mean, you don't have to answer every question, but you got to take a few questions and explain to the public. Why is this team getting bounced? Because I don't think this is what happened, but what it looked like was that Vandy was basically getting a free pass to the title game. There was, and again, it's so typical, and I know that we're piling on, and I don't really care, but there was no clarity there. There was no no definition there. There was nothing. 
and, and I realize you're testing in the day before, and, you're, and, and you've got your protocols, and you're, and you're following them. And I think, what was the total number? Four? Four that were positive? Four positive. Yeah, the timeline. In, so, in the whole travel party In the now. whole travel party. And yeah. there's obviously a lot of contact tracing, but there were two two players that actually had symptoms. And then that that led to, okay, we got to test all the unvaccinated players. And then that, after there were more positive tests, that led to, well, now we have to test everybody. Yes. And there were even some vaccinated players mm-hmm. that tested positive. And, you know, regardless of how you feel about the vaccine, I thought uh, Elliot Evant, the the coach at NC State, I thought his answer to the question, and granted, it was after a three to one loss on Friday, after a crazy day where you know he finds out most of his team is gone, and he plays with thirteen, and he plays with thirteen. But they ask him, "Hey, did you encourage your guys to get vaccinated?" And he basically said, "No, that's you know I don't get into political things. That's up to them. I'm just here to teach baseball," which. Okay, coach, you, you're you got a little more responsibility than just teaching baseball, yeah. and I I I get why in his mind he didn't even really think this was a possibility, and and you brought up a good point off air. You said, well, did NC State even think they were going to be here playing for potentially a national no title way. a month ago? They hadn't. There was it never crossed their mind that they're going to be in. Omaha, they weren't even Nebraska. hosting. No, they weren't hosting. And then they had to go to Fayetteville. That's right. Where everybody thought they would go down. Quickly, and they and should have and should have, and they lost twenty-one to two in game one, but they rallied. Boy, did they ever! <laughs> but I, I do think this brings up a fascinating point about what we're going to see in the fall. And some campuses will take care of itself because I know there's campuses where they say, "Hey, you can't be a student here unless you have a vaccine." But I feel like coaches across the country are going to be like, "Hey, we we got to get this done, fellas. Like, we just we got to get this." I know some of you might have reservations about it, but we're not getting eliminated from playing games or playing big games because of COVID-19 protocols. It just can't happen. No, and you wonder why, and again, I I go back. There's a couple. So because it was, I I mean, and I read the story, and I read read Kendall Rogers' story in D1, Mm -hmm. uh, D1.com, I, and I still and I still go back to okay. They played after all this broke. They played Vandy with thirteen guys. Right. Why couldn't they have played Vandy again the next day with those same thirteen? Yeah, it was just another round of testing. But one thing I did find interesting in that story was, and I I don't think it would have changed anything because we've seen with COVID nineteen and these protocols, it takes a long time to get your team back to full strength. But NC State did propose, instead of playing, uh, you know, Saturday. Doubleheader. Or instead of playing Friday, excuse mm-hmm. me, instead of playing Friday with the 13, could we do a doubleheader Saturday mm-hmm. and do another round of testing and see if we can get anybody back to full strength? Which the NCAA said no, and I thought that was a little unfair, but I also get if you do that, you have what? I guess three games, Tom, on Saturday. You had some weather rolling in. There's other logistics. It just feels like, I just think this wouldn't have happened in college football. And I know it's a different sport and I know it's a different scenario, but don't you think if this was, you know, Alabama and Clemson in the Mm -hmm. semifinals, they're going to do everything they can to get that game played. Even if they said, Hey, sorry, we're going to have to take a week off. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to take a week. 
and and postpone this, the game would get played somehow. And, and you know, boy, and I, this is easy for me to sit here in Waco, Texas, and say, but you know what? Bottom line is, it is summertime. Uh, there's no class. There's no class. I mean, so. And you do ultimately want to give everybody a chance to quit. Because, you, hey, listen, the other part of the equation is Vanderbilt and Coach Corbin's team. Do you think that they really wanted to go into the champ- get to the championship this way? No. Competitors want to compete. They, didn't, they wanted to play North Carolina State again. You know it. I know it. Everybody and their grandmother knows mm-hmm. it. They wanted to play the baseball game. They wanted to earn their way to the, to the championship and not have a gift to the championship and again i still can't figure out why couldn't you have done that in 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 fair in you know in the spirit of fair play why couldn't you say okay we're going to play double head and if we need to roll it to sunday if we need to if we need to push the start of the the two out of three back to wednesday or thursday why can't we do that i mean you know yeah it's fair and i i do wonder if it was just and I don't know. Again, I understand that this is still a really touchy thing, but you have twenty thousand people in the stands. No, you're right. And television cameras. They're not. Well, a lot of them probably are vaccinated, but they don't have to prove that. It appears. Um, and maybe if it was just asymptomatic cases, maybe they could have masked up and played. I don't know. I just I, I think. I, I can't imagine they exhausted all options in the span of 24 hours. Maybe they did. Maybe the NCAA looked at every single option that could go down and said, hey, we just there's no way we can feel comfortable getting this done, playing this baseball game. But it, it felt like it ended on a, on a real sour note. And I, I just can't imagine. I think there's a lot of college sports that would have – taken some priority that baseball didn't because it's college baseball well in the bot at the end of the day you know we're talking about doing some really bizarre things strange things pushing things back but isn't in this time of covid you have those type of i mean there's nothing normal about about what we've gone through over the last year year plus mm-hmm. so there's you, you can't say this is how we do things uh, and I don't care if it's the NCAA or what. You, it, we, this isn't because it's not how we do things. No, you know, c- COVID testing is not part of the normal everyday protocol for participating in college athletics. So stop right there because that's not normal. Well, and I hate to be this guy, but do you think it was also easier because it was NC State, and it's not? Mm, I don't know. It's it's Boy, not. I, I would hate to think that. Man, I'd hate to think that. I would too. And it, it's probably not. But if it's Jack Leiter, is it different? <sighs> or if it's Kumar Rocker, is it different? If it's Texas with some of the name brands they have, stop, it, it's an impossible stop, question. Stop. I don't want to know. Oh, I don't even want to go down that trail. And NC State's a state school with a big fan base. I just don't think of them as a baseball powerhouse, obviously. No, clearly not. It's unfortunate for them. Uh, it, it really is. All right, it's a 427, 27 after four. A couple quick notes, and then we got to get to the break. You've got a uh, kind of a fresh breaking story. So, yeah, yesterday, uh, the Indiana Fever, they released Lauren Cox. They waived her. Um, she is in her second season. She was a number three overall pick a couple years ago. Now, I, I looked at her stats because, to be frank, I have not watched a lot of Indiana Fever basketball lately. Uh, and she's only been playing in about eight minutes a game, um, averaging 
a little over a point. Last year they were in the bubble and it took her a while to get cleared because she was, uh, she's a diabetic and there was a lot of health and safety protocols she had to go through because of the COVID testing in the COVID year, but she wasn't doing a whole lot that season either. So just really surprising. I mean, Lauren was a great, great player mm-hmm. in college uh, and I hope and assume she'll get another chance somewhere, but yeah, top three pick. And at least for now, um, not with the team as the fever have, have let her go. Wow. That is a shame and, mm-hmm. and kind of surprising to say the least. All right. Uh, 428, 28 past four Monday afternoon. Hey, the, uh, the rain stop. You think you can hustle over and no, never mind. I was thinking about it. My yard getting mowed. Uh, let's talk a second here about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership, same family-operated business. The Emery's great family, good people. See them all the time in church. Uh, covering four generations, which is well, it's just a rarity in today's business environment that you'd have four. Think about that. Four generations. Uh, of of one family operating and taking care of one business. And, and they've got a pretty simple philosophy and plan of attack when it comes to operating that business. And that's to make sure that when you leave as a customer, you leave as a satisfied and happy customer. Their objective is to make sure that their customers are, are, are satisfied and, and, and happy in, in, that, uh, in that buying experience. Central Texas's largest structural steel pipe and metal building component distributor. You know, they offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, and hay and equipment barns. Plus, they can help you with all of your barn dominium needs. You know, they... Uh, the guys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe can help you find that best the, the best contractor for your project as they uh, service the largest selection of metal building contractors in Central Texas. And, man, they'd be happy to talk with you about uh, your barn dominium and in what direction you're going with it. If you, uh, if you would like to know the address, write this down. 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. Here in Waco, that's 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane in Waco. They also got a location down in Bryan. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 till 5 and uh, 8 until noon on Saturday. And, of course, they, uh, they're open 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. My windows, they've got that brand new home effect. 
Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Milwaukee Bucks go up 2-1 in the Eastern Finals, beating the Hawks 113-102. In the West Finals tonight, the Clippers are at the Suns. Suns could punch their ticket to the Finals. They lead that series 3-1. Tip is at 8 o'clock. Game one of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, Montreal at Tampa Bay. Puck drops at 7 o'clock. Former Baylor standout forward Lauren Cox, the number three pick in the 2020 WNBA draft, was waived by the Indiana Fever. Astros split their four-game series with the Tigers over the weekend. Astros come home and start a series with Baltimore tonight, 6.05 first pitch. Rangers get a sweep of the Royals. They had the day off before starting a series in Oakland with the A's tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 433, welcome back into the program. It is game time with Tom, Steven, and EP. We're glad you're with us, and we're joined now by the head football coach over at Waco Highland and Health. Uh, coach, good afternoon. How are you? Good, sir. How are you? Terrific. We appreciate the time today. Thanks so much for for being with us. Last time we talked, you guys were planning a uh, restructuring, if you will, or redesign of the uh, of the Booster Club. Kind of get us up to speed on on where you are with that process. Yeah. So we had our first uh, kind of we called it a relaunch, and we had some parents that really uh, got involved there, as well as uh, some of the desires, obviously, that I I'd had when I came in. Uh, trying to bring back and build on some of the, the tradition that was at Waco High and being able to uh, motivate that and push that through the community. And uh, we we had a good relaunch, and so we kind of set the basic parameters. You know, when you're starting a booster club, you got to go through all the tax stuff, and you got to set up all the, uh, the governmental stuff and the 501c3s and all this stuff. So uh, luckily we were blessed enough to have a parent on staff that or, or uh, had a, a child on the team that knew how to do that. Uh, and so we kind of set those those things in place, and then we're about to have another one this upcoming Wednesday at six to elect officers and really get the approval process kind of finalized through our district. And then uh, at that point, we should be off and running. So we're pretty excited about it. So this, I mean, you're you're kind of at a uh, it's it's ground zero and it's go time, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is big time stuff. I mean, getting this thing back. If you know anything about it, the logistics of how schools work and and how you're trying to you know move funds and get things to your kids, having a booster club is invaluable in the sense that they can do a lot of things that I can't. I mean, they just bottom line. Whether it's because I've got different rules to follow or whatever, they can support a lot of things. And then uh, we want this to be more than just football. We want this to 
you know, be broader than that and start spilling into our other sports as well. So this is a really, really big deal to us. For you, you've uh, you obviously have, have gotten here, gotten gotten settled. So are you where you want to be right now just from I got the staff that I want. I got everybody in place. I got the kids participating. I mean, we're kind of we're kind of going now. Are, are you are you comfortable where you are right now yeah, in the process? Yeah, and you know, so we we had a lot. We had a uh, we flipped about half our staff, and that's you know kind of normal. Uh, and and so uh, when a new when a new coach comes in, and so we're starting to get those guys in. You know, some of them are moving from different places. Some of them are coming in from out of state, and so as those guys are starting to come in it's getting easier and easier as you get those pieces in place uh, and, and you have guys that are, uh, you know, that have been sold your vision and your idea and they want to be part of that, that makes things a whole lot easier uh, in, in that regard. So we're moving in the right direction. Some of workouts are, are going well, but we're starting to have more and more, uh, you know, uh, I guess you could say structure and consistency because the staff is starting to kind of, Set, get get set and, and uh, start to take on ownership of those activities and those workouts. Coach, I remember uh, in the off season during the school year, seeing some videos of, of you guys just emphasizing always competing, whether it be like tug of war during off season workouts, those kinds of things. Um, how how important is it for you to try to, to like instill that culture of we're going to compete in everything and, and try to be great at everything at, at Waco High? I mean, that, that's obviously huge. Uh, you know, I don't think it's just a Waco High thing. I think it's an everywhere thing. You know, we live in a pretty comfortable uh, lifestyle now in 2021, and uh, things, are, things are, you know, right at your fingertips. You don't have to go far for much. Uh, you don't have to do a whole lot. You don't have to, uh, you know, go uh, till the land or do anything to, you know, come up with your crops or your food or stuff is immediate. We're in the microwave society, and so – uh, forcing our kids to understand how to compete and struggle and push through things and, and have those uh, be process-oriented is massive. And competition breeds a lot of that. Now, once again, we're still in the infant stages of that, uh, but we've got to get our kids to be able to show some resiliency and, and uh, some desire uh, to overcome obstacles. And a huge part of that is just seeing them compete. Hey, I competed here. I forgot about that. I moved by that and passed that. I learned from it, and now I'm going to the next one uh, instead of getting hung up on the fact that we lost or we dropped the pass or we missed the tackle or whatever it may be that we're competing in at that time. Uh, Coach, uh, what uh, attracted you to the head coaching position at Waco High the most? Was it uh, the level of competition that they would be playing in the uh, 6A district, or was it uh, the tradition the past tradition of uh, winning at Waco High, what was it? It, it was kind of a cumulative effect, you know. Uh, the, the competition, you know, you can get that competition anywhere. If you, you know anything about my background, I spent the last six years at South Grand Prairie, and five of those we were in the district with all these, if you want to call them, uh, you know, powerhouse schools in, in Cedar Hill and Duncanville Cedar and, and, uh, and uh, DeSoto. They were always in our district. So the competition you can find. Here's what was intriguing to me. You had a proactive uh, superintendent. You had a proactive athletic director in, in Coach Love. You had a lot of tradition, and you had, you had a lot of guys uh, who grew up in and around Waco who were of the age that, hey, their kids are coming up, right? I mean, they're around. There's people. 
they're not all at Waco High, but that's my job to bring them back. Uh, but they're around here in these areas. So you knew the potential was great. You knew if you held on to your kids within your feeders, you have uh, a great chance uh, to, to grow not only uh, athletically, uh, but you have a great chance to build on some of the traditions that were put uh, before you and built before you. So, man, there's a lot of stuff. You know, we got the proposed bond coming uh, this fall to, to rebuild Waco High School. There's a lot of stuff in, in place where Waco ISD is trying to push us in the right direction athletically. And in and, and my opinion, when you push things right athletically and you get those leaders in your school, you're also going to see an increase academically. And so uh, those two things go hand in hand. And so, uh, you know, I don't know that's a long answer, but it's more than just one factor. There are multiple things at play there. Coach, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, just what goes on in the summer now, and, and obviously strength and conditioning is going on, but you guys also can have some some contact within the sport with, with these kids. How big is that, and, and what do you try to get done with those young people? Yeah, I mean, it's huge. You know, we're new, uh, and, and we're going to be uh, as complicated as we can handle because it's not a, it's not a simple game anymore, and so – uh, we're gonna. We think our kids can meet those uh, lofty expectations, so we're gonna put it on them. And so, uh, if you want to be diverse defensively, if you want to be diverse offensively, you have to have time to put that stuff in. Now, we're also not gonna put a kid out there and and watch them fail because they couldn't execute where we're asking them to. And so, uh, that's a huge part of my job as a coach and our position coaches to see what our kids really can handle. But the more they can handle. And the more we can execute efficiently, uh, the better off we are. And, of course, we always get to work on fundamentals and, and basics and uh, stuff that we are going to use no matter who we're playing or what scheme we're seeing. Uh, but being able to learn those reactions, you know, defensively, you don't want your kids to think. Uh, you want them to react. And so the more of that stuff that happens, the more they become uh, reactionary instead of having to try to process everything and, and move slow in and out of cuts. And so that we're, we're slowly getting there, but this summer definitely helps. Coach, are you still going to call plays defensively? Or are you going to take uh, more of a CEO role on Friday nights? How, how does that work? Yeah. So I'll, I mean, I've got coach Holcomb in as my uh, defensive coordinator. Now uh, I, when he got hired, I told him I got, I got hired for one of the reasons I got hired is because I could slow people down. <laughs> uh, and so I'm going to, I'm going to play a role on, on Friday nights. Uh, but I would like to, as, as this progressive, I would like to relinquish that role because there's a lot of other things that come through that office door, uh, you know, and, and so I'd like to be able to have a, a role in coaching coaches and pushing pace and tempo on a broader level uh, than what I do. But, you know, uh, the two coordinators that I've hired have done a great job of, of helping dictate and control things on their side to the football. And then the guys that have come in and the guys that have stayed on have done a pretty good job of being demanding uh, and positive all at the same time. And so, uh, you know, that that desire to push tempo and, and, and do some of that stuff is naturally occurring. And so, you know, if that, that, that happens, I just don't know what I'd do, to be honest with you, <laughs> if I wasn't calling defensive play. It's what I've done for forever, uh, it feels like. And so if I stepped out, I, I feel like I'd just be wandering around uh, the field <laughs> aimlessly without, without a, a true goal in mind. And I know that's not true, but that's definitely the way it feels in the back of my mind. 
Hey, Coach, thanks. We appreciate your time today. Uh, great visit and uh, continued success. And, man, we look forward to, uh, to, being, uh, to being with you guys on Friday night and broadcasting the games. And it uh, should be a lot of fun. Look forward to it. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on, and uh, we definitely appreciate you at Waco High. Hey, thanks so much. It's uh, Lennon Health, the uh, head football coach at Waco High. There's, I mean, you can tell, Stephen and EP, there's an excitement in the voice, and uh, there, there's things going on. We talked, uh, Stephen and I had a chance to visit with him earlier today, off the air, obviously, and uh, he was just, we, we were talking about numbers and, and just the growth of, of the program since he's arrived, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, pretty cool. It is cool, and uh, that's what you need. You need somebody who's excited about the job, who has, you know, some, some organization, some ideas in place. And um, did a nice job at South Grand Prairie. You know, some of this is just obviously talent, but he coached Jeff Akuda, who was a top five draft pick in the NFL, Detroit Lions, playing corner there. Uh, you know, played at Ohio State, so he has a a great resume, and hopefully, you know, we'll see that shine through as he starts to get things going there for the Lions. And as he mentioned, he was at South Grand Prairie. He knows exactly what uh, what's ahead of him when, when you tee it up against the Duncan Bills and the DeSotos and the Cedar Hills. I mean, he's been there, he's done that, and he's got the T-shirt. So, I mean, he, he's not going to get caught off guard. Now, I'll say this. When uh, when I was entered that district a year ago, I certainly got caught off guard. I mean, it <laughs> they there were some special – They can spe- play a little bit. There was some special football players coming out of those things three high schools i can tell you that right now yeah i mean all due respect to uh you know the district that midway was in um it's a little different when you're playing d1 talent every single week yeah and lots of it too uh it wasn't just a guy it was there they we talk about the guy mm-hmm. they have several the guys yep. in all those places hey we're gonna take a second here and we're gonna get to a ranger roundup in just a minute but we're gonna talk about alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat your friend in the car business at 201 west loop 340 and of course uh certified by jd power again this year is the winner of the customer first award for excellence they feature the uh, Incredible Jeeps, man. The 2021 Jeep with innovation and technology to meet uh, your lifestyle and give you the ride you've been looking for. And you could see all of those great Jeeps at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. And, and while you're there, check out the Ram trucks, man. And, you know, the Ram is the three-peat motor trend truck of the year. And they uh, the top safety pick for trucks in 2021. And you could check out all of the terrific deals that are going on now when it comes to the Dodge Ram pickup at, at uh, Allen Samuels. So check them out today. And if you want to look at some of the vehicles online because it's raining this afternoon and you'd rather not walk around in the rain, well, that's okay. We get it. AllenSamuelsDCJ.com. That's AllenSamuelsDCJ.com. You can check out all the vehicles right there on the website. And then... Go check out those vehicles at 201 West Loop 340. Again, it's Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. 
Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters with a question. If you had a very good friend with very bad breath and everyone knew it except him, wouldn't you tell him? I believe you would because it's part of the bro code. So now this same friend is driving a truck around town without a stitch of accessories. I mean, no step bars, no bed cover, no grill guard, totally naked. And he's unaware how embarrassing it is. Don't you owe it to him, bro to bro, to tell him he's driving around a new truck? At Pickup Outfitters, we think you do. And we're asking you to join the cause to end truck nudity in Central Texas, one bro at a time. So grab your buddy, ask him to get a beer with you, and break the news to him gently. Then show him all the possibilities for his truck on the Pickup Outfitters website. You can even bring him to Pickup Outfitters. As our thanks to your commitment to your bro, we'll even take the price of the beer off the ticket. Unless, of course, it's a light beer. Pickup Outfitters of Waco, we're here to help you and your bro. On the web at createacommotion.com. It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in and out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 and Saturday, 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. for the grab bag on game time. Each one do the grab bag right time now. Time now for the Ranger <laughs> Roundup. Brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. I'm so confused. All right, uh, let's get to the Ranger Roundup here this afternoon. Brought to you by Joe Kaleo and the fine folks at Kaleo Wealth Management. And we will begin by t- how about them Rangers? Sweet, is, there baby. A, is there a hotter team in baseball break than the up, Rangers? Yeah, break up the Rangers, man. It's not fair. They uh, just, uh, well, they won. They won comfortably in pretty much all those games. Ian Kennedy came on for a safe situation yesterday, but Tom, we were talking at the end of the week. They haven't won a series in a million years. Well, they finally got that done. You got to go all the way back to the series where they swept the, uh, the Houston Astros. Mm -hmm. And so then they get to sweep against the Kansas city Royals. So if they could just, and I, you know, you and I were talking about it, uh, I guess sometime last week about, uh, uh, Gallo and, and his inability to hit. But he hit two on Saturday <laughs> that may still yeah. be in flight. Yeah, he didn't have to. Uh, didn't have to run on those. No, he he hit the ball really well, um, and that's why he's so frustrating because that's what he can do. And it, there's very well, few guys in the league that can do that like he can. Yeah, you know, I asked you. I don't know if it was on the air, or off the air. Do you get him out of the middle of the lineup because? Mm-hmm. 
He's just, I mean, when he hits him, he hits him. But when he doesn't, I mean, you're you're leaving base runner after base runner. Yeah. And you, you said basically you're you're nuts. You got to leave him there. And man, I'm telling you, uh, this weekend he, you know, he hit another home run yesterday. So it, it was. Uh, they got yesterday. They got off to a fast start, and it and began with Adolis Garcia. Oh, two! There goes the runner, and the pitch is lined to right field, racing toward the corner. Soler can't get it. It's past him and all the way to the wall. It bounces away from Soler. Tyler Falefa is digging for the plate. There's no play there, and all the way to third goes Adolis. So Adolis Garcia with a triple to give the Rangers a one nothing lead, and then Joey Gallo comes up with Garcia standing at third base. Oh, two. And Gallo hits a high drive to deep left field. Back goes Dozier at the wall. It is history. An opposite field home run for Joey Gallo. With Garcia aboard. It's 3-0 Rangers in the first. Highlights. Oh, two, there goes the runner. Highlights courtesy of the uh, Texas Ranger Radio Network and a game heard right here on uh, ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Steven and, and EP, and that, of course, was Eric Nadell. So they get off to the 3 nothing lead, and then they, they uh, just kind of sit tight and play good defense and pitch it and come away with a 4-1 win, and they sweep the Kansas City Royals. But, man, alive, uh, you, you know you're seeing it well and you know you're getting good hacks when you're hitting oppo home runs like that. I mean that and again that wasn't a cheapie. That was that was a nice home run. Yeah, he uh he sent two of them out that were no doubters, which is what you want from Joey Gallo and Adolis Garcia continues to be uh their most consistent player. Uh, another funny thing about that is and Tom, you know every baseball park is different, but one thing about the new Globe Life a lot more triples than you used to see um, at, at the ballpark in Arlington. You know, you got those gaps. You have those caverns where the ball mm-hmm. can kind of get trapped. So they're taking advantage of that from time to time. But nice to see uh, Adolis continue to rake. And um, he's just been – I mean, he's been their best player, as crazy as it is. And Joey, like that's the excitement that he can bring is he hit a couple of those that were just absolute tanks. Uh, and and he can really drive the ball when he gets a hold of it. May 21st through May 23rd. Does that sound familiar? That's the last time the Rangers have swept a, a series, and they swept the Astros May 21st through the 23rd. Well, Our, only a month in between. It's all, I mean, we've only played 30 games. Uh, the uh, – the stat of the day belongs to right-hander Jordan Lyles. He matched his longest outing of the season and his Rangers in and his Rangers career. He went seven innings, allowing just one run, no walks, and four punchouts to help the uh, Rangers secure that three-game series. Yeah, nice effort from him. Jordan is one of the many on the, uh, I guess, what you'd call like the Rangers rehab project of pitchers who washed out somewhere and are getting a second chance of starters in this rotation he's been wildly inconsistent but you do see when he's uh when he has good command that that stuff is there uh and you saw that in that outing where he goes seven strong innings and it's also rare for him to go that deep in the game I mean usually he's a guy that you're looking for four or five trying to keep you in a ball game but he was fantastic this weekend all right, uh, so the Rangers are off today, then they're they're back at it tomorrow night. Now, here's the question I have for you, and, and I and you got to be serious about this. Both of you guys can can chime in on this because there's a big push in the Ranger organization right now for Adolis Garcia to be a starter in the All Star game. He's an All Star. Make no mistake about it. Which just stop and think about that. Here's a cat that was not on the roster mm-hmm. when opening day began. You know, they opened the season. And now he's the home run leader on the team. 
and he's 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 on the All Star team, and the conversation is, is he a starter? Well, each team must have a representative, right? No, he's there. I mean, that's not yeah, the point. The po- yeah, question is, no, he's on. Yeah, that's done. Is he a starter in the All Star game? Does he deserve to start? I guess is a better way to to to, uh, to, to, to throw the question out there. Well, I guess it's going to depend on uh, the manager of his uh, all-star team. So. No, you vote for that. I mean, starters are voted on. So, would you vote him a, a starter? Would you vote him in? I, 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 I think you do. I think he's had that kind of year. I mean, he's certainly impactful. He's certainly fun to watch. And what's the all-star game about? You know, who deserves to be there? Well, who's going to be the uh, Rangers MVP at the end of the year? Uh, at this pace, at this it's point, him. it'll be a Dolis. Yeah. yeah, it's it, so. I mean, obviously, Mike Trout's a starter, right? So that's mm-hmm. one spot that he's not getting. Is um, he back though? Is Trout? Yeah, I mean, that's you a know, good question. I don't know if he's Trout went down. I don't yeah, know he, if he's back. I don't think he's going to be back. He might be there, but he's not going to play. Good point, um, though. Aaron Judge. I don't hmm. know if you put him under over Aaron Judge. I would listen. I think it's a great story. I hope he does get it, and it's a fan vote, which means it's a popularity contest. So I don't yep. love his chances because the Rangers don't have the biggest fan base in the world. But I think even even with Trout being out, I would probably put Aaron Judge, Byron Buxton, and Michael Brantley ahead of Adolis. However, vote for Adolis Garcia because it's the best story in baseball. <laughs> a vote for Adolis Garcia is a vote for. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what you do: uh, jot this down. You can go to TexasRangers.com slash vote, TexasRangers.com slash vote, or you can or, or Google Adolis by name and cast your vote. So it's, it's easy to do. Yeah. And I, I think you can vote as many times as you want. But all of a sudden, the media, you know, I mean, the, the uh, Ranger front office and, uh, and, and uh, their, um, their media people are really making a push. They're yeah. making a push for Adolis to be a starter. And all you got to do is vote. And again, it is a Texas Rangers CEP's voting right now. I see him over there. Well, I, that's what I was going to ask. Have any of you ever voted before? Uh, yeah, I voted. In the, I mean, it was a while ago, but I remember voting for Hank Blaylock furiously back in the day. Yeah. And I voted for Gaylord Perry back in the. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I voted for Zach Duke several times. <laughs> and he was on the All Star yeah. team one time. All right. Uh, so you can go to TexasRangers.com slash vote or Google Adolis by name and cast your vote. It's a uh, 457. Run a little late right here, but that's okay. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, jump, uh, we'll jump into some high school football conversation. We're right back to Wake Hawaii. SD when we talk to when we uh, get into a Kent, we visit with Kent Lasseter from uh, University High School we'll do that next here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas recently on the John Moore show Fran Frischella our guest it's historic for the university for the Big 12 for the state of Texas and uh, you know it couldn't have happened to a finer group of kids that that's for sure and uh, it's crazy John but in this competitive league that you and I are a part of and as much as there's a, um, a, you know, I don't want to say animosity because I don't feel the animosity anymore um, among coaches. I, I feel like this incredible pride, A, in the league, and B, the competitiveness night in, night out. But I guarantee you there were a lot of happy coaches uh, for Scott and Baylor because they represented the league so well because you and I have been talking about this the last decade or so. Over the last decade, it has been the best league in college basketball. 
Listen to the voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, KTON Temple, K230CH Temple, and KBHTHD3 Belmy, K283CD Waco. All right, a little after 5 o'clock, drive safely as you wrap up your workday and head home here on a Monday afternoon. This is Game Time with Tom and Steven and EP. We're glad you're with us. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, our 5 o'clock hour brought to you in part by VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs. All openings start at 17 bucks an hour or more, and you can apply at 7601 Imperial Drive. We welcome Coach Kent Lasseter to the program from University High School. Coach, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, good afternoon. I'm I'm doing well. How are you guys? Man, we are ter- we are terrific, and we appreciate your time today. Wanted to just kind of dive in and, and kind of get a state of the union update, if you will, as uh, you you kind of get the your your program established and and up and running. Kind of where are you right now, and how strength and conditioning going, and just how is uh, how is University Trojans football? Well, things are going well. Uh, we've got our strength and conditioning that started. Uh, we're in our third week now, and our numbers are looking good. We've we've got all of our our sports groups in there, at one, uh, you know, at one time, and we're upwards to 100, 120 kids every morning. And uh, the kids are are you know buying into little things, buying into the foundation we're trying to lay, and um, they're doing. They've got a great attitude, and uh, we're just working day to day. We're going uh, Monday Monday to Thursday, and after this week, we'll give them a week off, and then we'll come back in July. But uh, 
I'm proud of uh, the way our kids are working. I'm proud of the camaraderie that all our sports are, uh, all our teams out there coming together, and uh, everybody's uh, going in the same direction. And it's not about one particular sport, but everybody, uh, everybody believes, uh, you know, in the same thing as far as wearing purple and representing university the right way. And that's a good question that I had about uh, one of the things that you wanted to do when you came in is is to change the culture at university as far as uh, the attitude towards winning and participation and that kind of thing. Uh, have you made uh, any uh, headway in that area? Absolutely. I, I think so. One, one of the big things you t- when you talk about culture, you talk about winning, that all starts as an individual getting to know the people around you, uh, getting out of your comfort zone, and also establishing the, the small things you've got to do talking about our players that they've got to do to become a winner because in order to win, you got to be a winner. And so we, uh, what we're doing every day, I, I pull a group of leaders uh, before we do anything. And I talk to them about what are they doing to help everybody around them to understand the expectations. And so those little things uh, we're trying to work on every day. Uh, we're, we're still a work in prog- progress very much. So, but uh, we're, we're doing those things. And uh, I feel like, uh, our kids are, are buying into it, and they're getting out of it. Like I said, they're talking more with each other. They're getting to know each other. They're asking each other name, their names and trying to learn their names and learn more about each other. And uh, one thing I shared with them is the people that you fight for are the people that you love, and the people that you love are the people that you know. So uh, those are the things we're trying to do. Coach, how much are you seeing that kind of uh, student leadership emerge among the team, and, and how important is that during this uh, critical time of summer conditioning? You, you mean how have I seen that uh, here or any place else? He, here at university specifically. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I'll I'll say this: uh, when I first got here, the first week or two, uh, there was not a lot of communication. Or guys would, I'm talking football specifically, and then uh, I'll talk to about the other sports, but. You know, football specifically, our guys really, they would work hard, but they worked individually. They would go through the workout in the weight room outside, and there was not a lot of talking. And so, you know, any group, any tight-knit group, there's a lot of communication. There's a lot of back and forth. So, you know, that part of laying the foundation of talking more with each other, to each other, through adversity, through good times, that was the thing that we did, and, and uh, quite frankly, when I first got here, they weren't they weren't used to it. They didn't they didn't talk to each other. They they uh, they weren't uh, the leaders weren't comfortable expressing themselves in front of each other. So we worked on that, and now they're very comfortable doing that. They do not mind opening, you know, speaking up and and talking. And so those things. Well, then you fast forward to uh, having the other sports and the girls and all that kind of stuff on well, the girls sports like volleyball, you know, softball, basketball. Well, now that has changed. Uh, a lot of those, you know, young ladies were, they were more shy uh, when we started all coming together with the boys. And now the, the girls are as loud or la- louder than the boys when it comes to communicating and being okay with uh, speaking up and calling out the, you know, the, the, when they do stretch and the count and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's gotten there. It's getting better, but of course, it's always something you got to be mindful of. We can never be satisfied or comfortable uh, with where we are. We got to try to keep getting better every day. Well, coach, I watched several of your 
uh, games uh, from or universities games last year uh, mm-hmm. on Max Preps, and then I also uh, w- uh, watched some of your Purple and White Spring game um, mm-hmm. just recently. Now uh, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but your the intensity of the team seemed to be uh, a much higher than at any point that I saw last year. Well, I, honestly, I, I don't. I won't really know. I, I appreciate that, first of all, but I won't know for sure until you know August twenty seventh, and we, you know, we're playing our first game. But uh, yeah, I mean, we had a good spring, and I, I like the intensity. But we've got a lot more to do. Uh, we're not. Nobody's going to. Uh, you know, if you look at where we're expected to be, uh, no, nobody. You know, everybody's expecting the same old, same old. And I get it. I mean, uh, we've got to prove ourselves. We we can't say, okay, well, we had a decent spring. Well, now we should, you know, expect this. We've got to go out and do it. Um, so those are the things that we've got to do. We've got to we've got to earn respect, is what I'm basically trying to say. And um, we're we're humble in the, in the things that we've got to work on. And uh, we we don't have any room to you know sit back and think we we've uh, done anything special. But I appreciate that. We're we're trying to get better and. Even if you know, even if we did a lot of great things, I, I still I'm always going to find something we've got to get better at. Coach, when you uh, when you talk about leadership and you talk about being mm-hmm. vocal leaders and things of that nature, can can you as a head coach and can the staff kind of nudge them that direction, or does that have to be kind of organic? Does that have to just kind of to happen and evolve and and and, be, and those kids mm-hmm. become those leaders? Mm-hmm. A little of both, you know. To me, that's kind of like asking. Are leaders born or are they made? And I think it's a little of both. As I've gone through this journey as a coach, as a player myself, obviously there are things that uh, I know on this side of it as a coach that I didn't quite – I I witnessed them. I was a part of some leadership as a player, but as a coach and studying how to be be and create leaders, now you have a better idea of it. So to to go more into your point about – you know, is it more organic? Some of it is. It's up to us as coaches. I feel like we've got to be able to see and notice kids that, first of all, they they have leadership characteristics, but also do they lead the right way? That, that to me, is the most important thing. And so we've got kids that have been leaders, but yet you've got to ask yourself, okay, are they doing the things example-wise, like being on time, Showing up with a great attitude, are they when they're fa- when they face adversity? Do they know how to channel their teammates in the right direction? Well, if they do those things, yes, we're that's a part of the things we want to promote. If they don't, well, we've got to pull those guys back, so to speak, and and help teach them how to be the right kind of leader. If they can learn how to be the right kind of leaders, then they they stay they emerge as our leaders and our captains. If they don't then they've got to go. They won't be a leader. They'll have to learn how to follow. Coach, I know in a lot of ways coaching is coaching no matter the level, and, and you've done it at a lot of different places, but did you learn anything uh, in your time at Arkansas that you kind of pull on now as you come back to Texas and take over the head coaching position here? Absolutely. It was invaluable what I learned uh, as a head coach in Arkansas. This, it's, you know, 7A football. 
in Arkansas as a high school coach. It's the most difficult league I coached in, Bryant High School, North Little Rock, Conway. They, they all are – they could play with any 6A in the state of Texas. Uh, and so being at Central, although we had a few athletes, we didn't quite have what those teams had or uh, resources. So we had to – we had to – be able to uh, make adjustments and be able to do more with less, so to speak. And so uh, we were able to win, uh, turn that program around. They had been down for a really long time, um, and we were able to win. We were able to win the first playoff game in a long time this in 2020. And so, yes, I take that those experiences uh, dealing with staff and, and winning with, with that staff influencing staff, the entire athletic staff, influencing the entire district, um, things that we were able to, to, to bring to the table and help to make the district better and our school better. Um, I'm very proud of that. And um, there was very, very good coaching in that league, uh, that 7A Central in Arkansas. It was phenomenal. Again, it was the best athletic coaching league I've been in. And I know there, you know, and then I'm coming to here to this league uh, with the the great schools that are in this league with Alito, Timberview, and and uh, Burleson, and Cleburne, and uh, on down to Joshua, on down the line. I mean, there are great coaches that are here. Um, Seguin as well. So, yeah, I mean, we've got our work cut out for us again, but I think it, it prepared me as a head coach to be able to help prepare staff and work with staff to try to be good, not only in football, but in all sports. Hey, Coach, man, we do appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Uh, great to visit with you and continued success as you get your kids ready to go this spring. And we look forward to uh, to, to watching you guys and following you guys in the fall. Absolutely. Thank you uh, for having me on. And I appreciate uh, being able to talk about the Trojans. And uh, we have a saying, once a Trojan, always a Trojan. And uh, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Coach, thanks. Appreciate your time. All right. It's uh, 5-13, and we're going we're gonna to do this throughout the summer. Uh, you know, we're going to visit with high school coaches and just see where they are, you know, what they're doing, what's going on with the program. And, you know, we, we'll, we'll do this throughout the summer here on um, ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. All right. It's uh, 13 after 5, 5-13. Coming up in about 17 – no, I'm sorry. Uh, coming up in about 47 minutes. I can, that's that new math. Uh, the uh, – College World Series will hit the uh, will will kick off their two out of three series, and uh, we'll talk about this SEC all SEC matchup for the national championship. We'll do that coming up in a couple of minutes. But right now, I want to talk about Circle Drive. This is such a cool story. Yesterday, prior to church, a gentleman came up to me and he, and he had a picture on his phone. He goes, "Look at this," and it was a uniform. Remember, what was it, EP, back in, the, back in the old days? was They were wool uniforms, weren't they? Those old heavy, thick baseball uniforms, they were wool uniforms. He had a picture of a, of a young man in a wool uniform, and on the patch on the left chest, it was Circle Drug. So I thought, wow. how, how cool is that? But, yeah, Circle Drug, 3211 Robinson Drive in Waco. And, man, uh, they, it's locally owned, independent pharmacy. It it's really, truly is a one-stop shop for all of your pharmaceutical and medical supply needs. Free delivery to your home or office. I love that. Uh, plus, when you go there, you can go in. 
You can go to a window. You can go through a drive-thru, or they'll come out to your vehicle, whatever you're more comfortable with. They've got walkers and wheelchairs they can help you with. Of course, prescriptions. Uh, they can uh, they can do uh, CBD products and vaccines. I told you that's where I got my uh, my COVID-19 vaccines, was right there at Circle Drug. And, of course, they get to know you. I mean, I walked in the other day to, to uh, pick up my prescriptions, and, you know, Mary says, hey, what do you got, four? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I got four prescriptions I need to pick up. So they get to know you, they, and it's a comfortable deal. And it's not, you know, I every time you go to the counter, you don't know who's going to be there because you're at some big conglomerate or grocery store. These are the same folks Monday through Saturday. And I said Monday through Saturday, by the way. The same folks Monday through Saturday. They're open 9 to 6 Monday through Friday. And they're open until 2 o'clock on Saturday. A lot of folks work a half a day and they get off at noon. So if a place is open till noon, doesn't do them any good. Nope, not at Circle Drug. They're open till 2 o'clock on Saturday. Circle Drug, 3211 Robinson Drive. That's the corner of Robinson and Garden. And uh, tell them we sent you by, would you? This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. The rain and isolated thunderstorms out there will gradually decrease later on this evening, leaving us with mostly cloudy skies and 72 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow with a 70% chance of showers and a few storms, a high of 87. And on Wednesday, partly sunny skies with a 30% chance of scattered showers and a few storms and a high of 9. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com feel like you're missing out on the fiesta you don't have to la fiesta restaurant is open with dine-in seating drive-through and delivery now you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase la fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas enchiladas and tacos order online or call ahead and get any of your la fiesta favorites at lafiesta.com la fiesta waco's original tex-mex since 1963 stop by downtown in waco at way cool tacos in union food hall way cool tacos located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. The Milwaukee Bucks go up 2-1 in the Eastern Finals, beating the Hawks 113-102. In the West Finals tonight, the Clippers are at the Suns. Suns could punch their ticket to the Finals. They lead that series 3-1. Tip is at 8 o'clock. 
Game one of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, Montreal at Tampa Bay. Puck drops at 7 o'clock. Former Baylor standout forward Lauren Cox, the number three pick in the 2020 WNBA draft, was waived by the Indiana Fever. Astros split their four-game series with the Tigers over the weekend. Astros come home and start a series with Baltimore tonight, 6.05 first pitch. Rangers get a sweep of the Royals. They had the day off before starting a series in Oakland with the A's tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 518, it's 18 minutes after five. Tom, Steven, and EP, we're glad you're with us as we roll through a uh, Monday afternoon. Cloudy skies, we had some rain today. Going to have some staff meteorologist EP Garth says we're going to have <laughs> rain throughout the week. And the weekend. And the weekend. Huh. Well, that's no good. I mean, if it's going to rain during the week, I'm okay with that, but not on the weekends. That's just not permitted. Just, I don't get that one. All right, uh, let's uh, let's talk a little college baseball, shall we? So, does it bother you that this is an all-SEC matchup? No, I wouldn't say it bothers me. Uh, I mean... You like to see new blood. You like to see new teams in there. Now, Mississippi State's never won a title. Vandy, they, they've been here before. They've gotten it done. But the bottom line is, I mean, they played the games. Like the SEC, we, we can complain about and get tired of watching them. Uh, but this is not football where a committee is putting them in the Final Four. <laughs> this is a ba- two baseball teams that made it through a grueling tournament and are now standing at the end. So it doesn't bother me that they're the last two. Left Vandy, of course had the NC State situation, but I also, that's a really good team. I think they could have very well gone and won that game uh, when they played again on Saturday. You know, there was the big argument, or not argument, but the really the big, the conversation was Vandy's pitching, Texas is pitching, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think some of them came to the conclusion that Vanderbilt has the top two arms, but Texas, Texas has, deeper. The, yeah, has yeah. the staff. So now you're you when, but when you look at Mississippi State, I think you have to look and say, you know what, one of their big strengths is the ability to pitch the baseball. It is. I mean, Will Bender was a revelation. Now we don't know what his availability is going to be because he just pitched the other night, uh, but he was fantastic. Landon Sims in the bullpen has been great, and Tom. I mean, it, it does in a lot of ways come down to pitching. But it also helps when you can mash the ball. And I know Vandy has a a deep lineup that scores and they can get at you in the running game and manufacture runs. But this is a Mississippi State team that one through nine drives the ball to the gaps, can drive the ball to the ballpark. And they've come back in a lot of games. I mean, they fell behind. Cam Williams hits a two-run bomb in that game Saturday night. And you think, okay, well, hey, maybe Texas has finally figured out how to make some contact and get going on offense. And then Mississippi State just sort of chipped away, chipped away, tied that game, eventually came back and won it. They did that to Virginia. Uh, they even tied that game on on Friday night where Texas ended up still winning. They, they have um, the ability to strike and strike quickly. Well, and we were talking about this yesterday afternoon. It, it, at this juncture, you know, there are no bad teams. And, no. and I don't know how you handicapped – Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. I know you can go back and look and say, hey, look, they're both SEC schools and they played earlier in the year. I, hogwash. What happened 
a month ago. What happened a week ago really doesn't matter at this point. But, you know, we were talking about Mississippi State beating Texas and and where that – how that – look, a good t- – when you're at this juncture, a good team's going to advance – and a good team's going to go home, and and it's been that way for the last. I, I would say, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be fair to say that you could go back to most of the regional, but certainly mm-hmm. all of your super regional teams? Whoever wins is a good team, and whoever loses is a, is a good team that just got beat. Definitely, and especially when you get to the final four, that was a really good game between Mississippi State and Texas. It's going to be a fascinating series. You know, Jack Lyers going tonight. He's obviously been uh, incredible. Vandy took two out of three from Mississippi State earlier this year. Do you put any stock into that? No, not At really. At this point in the year. I, I don't put a ton of stock in it. I do think it's something to note that they touched up Lighter a little bit the one time they faced him. Now, again, that was two months ago, so who knows what happens tonight. I still think Vandy's got a, a really has the edge this evening, and then I don't know what happens in game two and game three. But, no, I don't put a ton of stock in it because Mississippi State also at that time – didn't look like they were they were stretches during the season when they didn't look like a team that was going to even be in Omaha. Um, they were really struggling. They bowed out quickly in the SEC tournament, but they've turned it on in a big way here uh, since they you know made it in the NCAA's. EP, do you put any stock in the fact uh, that Vandy won two out of three in in the regular season? Yeah, a little bit, but uh, it, you know for the College World Series, and it's a you know they you know it's the best two out of three, and I'm wondering, okay, so if you have a lighter who goes for Vandy in game one, and you have uh, Rocker who goes in game two, uh, and the, let's say that it is uh, one game apiece going in and they play the third game. Mm-hmm. Who has the advantage then? Uh, in a, in a one-game winner-take-all, I don't think there is an advantage for either team. Yeah, I think it's a wash. I, I will say I'm, I doubt Rocker goes game two. I think he'd be available game three. Mm-hmm. But since he pitched Friday, I can't see him pitching tomorrow. Uh, and, and that might work out better for Vandy because maybe you know your bullpen day or your third starter day uh, is after you vote you have a 1-0 advantage and that's not a must-win game tomorrow now if Mississippi State obviously gets the jack lighter today yeah then it's a totally different situation um, but yeah you're right if he honestly like if you get to a game three it's just flip a coin there's not a lot of matchups that you're looking at I mean it, it's basically who's going to play better on that day he would have, I'm talking about Rocker, what, four days rest if you got to game three? I'm not sure you even start in that situation because that is totally out of what they remember would normally now, do. The whole season, you go all the way back to February. What's what's their what's their pattern? In six co- days. It's six days. You pitched every seventh day. Mm-hmm. It's a week. He was the you know ones that because they call him the Friday night guy, they call him the Saturday guy, the Sunday guy, whatever it was. You had a week, and now you're gonna you're gonna cut that almost in half at four days. So, do you start him? Do you try to make him available for the back end? You know, <laughs> yeah. trying to get him to go four or five innings. You got to buy four or five innings from somebody else to get there. And if you know, and if you're getting beat seven to nothing, and you, mm-hmm. you've saved him for nothing. Well, but, I mean, it, that's what's that's why they get paid the big bucks. It is, and you have to weigh all those because the the other thing about that is you bring him in in relief. That's not something he's used to. Nope. And as a manager, you probably want to bring him in in a clean inning, but you don't know what's going to happen in the course of a game. You might suddenly be down 2 nothing, and there's a runner on, and you're like, well, i got to go to my guy. And of course, you have some bullpen options there, but it's, it is. You have to weigh those things. And Tom's right. Like This is not 
Major League Baseball where you might see Madison Bumgarner start two games and then come back in game mm-hmm. seven and throw five innings. Like, that's not how they stretch these guys out. Uh, guys have a week off. And, and it's been that way all And it's all been that way all year, year. long. So yeah. that, is, that is a big ask. As, as funny as it is to say, oh, yeah, you just bring Rocker in the game in game three and he shuts the door. Uh, pitchers are all about routine. And he threw some high – I mean, that was a close game against NC State. He threw seven innings. He threw over 100 pitches. They were high-leverage, high-stress innings. So it's not like he had a, a game where he cruised, you know, and, and got out of there early. Yeah, and that's a great point. It wasn't like he was jogging out there against the Sisters of the Poor, throwing 12 or 15 pitches and then going and sitting back down. You, you're right. Those were high-stress innings, and he, his pitch count's well over 100, and you're talking about doing it coming back in four days, not six, not seven. Uh I don't know, and I know they're I, – I, look, they they know them better than we do, but that does not seem like that would be It doesn't prudent. seem like a great, doesn't great seem thing, prudent. no. Nope. No. All right, uh, 527, 27. So at the end of the day, who do you like? Uh, I like Vandy. Who do you like? Give him Mississippi State. Man, that was good radio, me and EP just okay, did. Tom. Okay, Tom. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what's your I, choice? See, I, did, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going to take Vandy, but but I, you know what? Who I, who wins tonight wins the series. <laughs> you see how he did that, EP? That's a radio veteran. I skated on that he one. Just, he just left that door open. I like it. I think who wins tonight wins the series. Because what? then... The opponent. I mean, it's hard to win two in a row. Yeah, especially in this deal. Especially in this deal. Uh, Man, but I'm I'm gonna take Vandy. (laughs) That's tough. It really is. And and you know what? It it real. It'll be. I think it'll be a great series. I I really, really. I think so too. I'd be. I'd be shocked if it just goes two and they're two easy games. Man, and I and I'm kind of like you, Stephen. I'm I'm kind of pulling for Mississippi State because they. That's a. tradition rich baseball program and if you've never been there to see a game or be a part of a game and i have fortunately uh it's a great place and then you stop and think you know what they they've never won a national championship i've heard they've never won a national title in a team sport which is a crazy stat to me but this would be a huge deal for them oh absolutely absolutely so i'm pulling for state uh, you know, and but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. All right, uh, it is a five twenty nine. Let's uh, talk about uh, double R old fashioned hamburgers. Eighteen ten herring. It's the best burger in Waco. They've got that secret seasoning that they put on it. And man, one of the cool things about uh, the double R is everything's fresh. I mean, the vegetables and every and they do not cook your food until you order it so yes you can get it your way yes you can put cheese on it yes you can have a double double yes you can have a four by four and i've seen it i've seen it my own two eyes uh yes you can have grilled onions and jalapenos and yes you can have bacon uh and no there's no heating lamp I mean, they just there's no need for it. That everything is cooked fresh, and of course they have chicken fried steak sandwiches. They've had grilled chicken sandwiches. They got Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, and man, it's uh, fries, it's tots, it's onion rings, it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You could do a little combo pack if you like. Anything you like, they're going to take care of you. David Perry, all the fine folks at uh, Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, and if you got a big event coming up, you need it catered. 
they can do that for you as well. Here's the phone number to talk to them about catering or call in an order. Man, why not? 753-1603. 753-1603. That's double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. I love baseball. The Rangers and A's kick off a three-game series at the Coliseum in Oakland tomorrow. And Gallo hits a high drive to deep left field. Back goes Dozier at the wall. It is history. You see my baseball? Hi, everybody. Eric Nadell with Matt Hicks and Jared Sandler. Here a weak tapper to the left side, and confusion reigns between Gutierrez and Lopez. Our Geico broadcast time tomorrow, 8 p.m. on the Texas Rangers Radio Network. I'm Joe Kaleo. At Kaleo Wealth Management Group, we believe a sound financial plan always starts by developing a good relationship with each client. We'd like the opportunity to build a relationship with you and help begin charting your path toward your financial goals. Dream big. We'll listen. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. limited time refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments only at genco fcu refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car you can't pass on rates as low as 1.75 percent for 48 months apply online today annual percentage rate subject to change without notice subject to credit approval membership eligibility and loan policies go to GencoFCU.org. ncua equal housing lender my money my future my credit you be in my suite. I'll be in my suite. I'll be in my suite. That sounds good, however you say it. And now that you can rent a beautiful suite at Globe Life Field for a Rangers game, you could soon be directing people to your ballpark suite. Whether you're celebrating an occasion or simply want an exclusive private space to watch the game with friends, we've got a suite that's right for you. Let us help you find it at 972rangers or at texasrangers.com. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Texas needs passionate teachers like you. McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education Department offers three different programs that can be applied to a bachelor's degree or help start your career faster. The Associate of Applied Arts in Child Development, Associate of Arts in Teaching, and Certificate in Child Development are programs that only fit your work schedule, but allows you to work in the teaching field while taking classes. MCC can help you be the teacher you want to be. Apply now for fall at mclennan.edu or contact us at 299-8622 to get started today. Time for the grand bag on game time. All right, here we go. Uh, a little of this and a little of that. And man, I'm I'm, I'm tired of thinking about this one, Stephen. In, in EP, six and a half hours of golf yesterday for Harris English. He said his hamstrings hurt, his back hurt. Uh, he played eighty holes of golf over the uh, course of the tournament. And, uh, you know, as darkness was finally coming, he finally, uh, he finally birdied the, uh, that hole. And he went eight holes of sudden death golf, <laughs> seven pars and one birdie, and he finally wins a golf tournament. Can you imagine? That's nearly, 
That's nearly another. I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that's high stress situation for sure. It's pretty rare for me to stop down and watch, you know, a PJ Tour event that's not a major. But I got sucked into this because somebody texted me and said, "Hey, there's a sudden death playoff going on," uh, and they were just going haymaker after haymaker. But I couldn't imagine Tom playing around that long, being that focused, still making shots at a high level after being on the course for that length of time. Do you do you know what the number one most most holes played in the sudden death format is? I don't. I'll guess uh, twelve. It's eleven. Eleven. Okay. Yeah, eleven holes in the nineteen forty nine Motor City Open, and then the, uh, the the second, of course, is the eight, which uh, uh, that was uh, Bob uh, Gooby Go, Go, uh, Gobi rather in uh, nineteen sixty two. I don't remember him. Uh, <laughs> even I don't remember him, but. Uh, yeah, you got to go back. He, English shot five hundred sixty-five to finish thirteen under, and uh, then they go uh, they go eight holes of sudden death golf. Said it was getting dark, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I, I I can't imagine. It's almost like survival of the fittest, I guess. So there you go. All right, uh, NBA playoffs. Let's touch base as we get ready for the finals. In the West, you got Phoenix and the Clip Joint, and. Uh, L.A. in a little trouble. They're down 3-1. to one. Does Phoenix finish them off at home tonight? I think so. You know, without Kawhi Leonard, this hasn't been much of a series. I've been super impressed with Phoenix. You know, Chris Paul has made a huge difference. He's back after uh, some time out with COVID protocols. Devin Booker has been great for them. They're just a really complete team. Even got, like, DeAndre Ayton, former number one overall pick, has been a nice contributor. Um, they're built well top to bottom. So I think Phoenix gets it done tonight, and then they wait around for the winner of the Eastern Conference Series, which could take a little while because Bucks hold a 2-1 advantage, but that seems like a series that is uh, going to trade back and forth for, for the time being. Yeah, they, they go at it tomorrow night in Atlanta. And that's, I, you know, I'm guessing Phoenix says, you know what, you guys take your time. Yeah, play seven. <laughs> yeah, we'll be. Play a couple overtime periods. We'll be right here waiting on you. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. We got so, nowhere to be. Uh, so, I, who do you like in that series, by the way, Bucks and Atlanta? I'm a... I don't know. I'm kind of pulling for Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with either winning. I think Milwaukee gets it done. I'm very – I don't really understand how Milwaukee's doing this. They have – I mean, they have a formula. They play really good defense. But their best player, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's struggling at the free throw line. And we've seen this in the playoffs the last few years. He's he's great in the regular season. He's physically just incredible. Um, but he struggles in the playoffs because he scores most of his points in the paint. And teams just simply pack the paint. They force him to make plays. They force him to finish uh, amongst a lot of bodies, and he hasn't done that. Now, last night it was Chris Middleton who stepped up and was huge for Milwaukee, and uh, he's the former Texas A&M product who's kind of their number two guy. But they're they're not made up like your typical NBA team now. They don't have a ton of stars. Uh, Giannis is kind of the guy. I think he's even limited in some situations. But I still feel like they have the advantage over Atlanta with that defense, with their ability um, to score in the half court. So I, I feel like Milwaukee gets it done. But a good story all around. I, I don't know how much it affects the viewership. We'll find out soon. But no LeBron, you know, no Steph Curry. A lot of your typical stars are out, but it does provide some of these young teams like Milwaukee, Atlanta, Phoenix uh, to get some shine and get some opportunity on a national stage. I guess since it is championship caliber play that – Fans are going to watch. I mean, th- mm-hmm. th- they're going to be interested. Man, this is this is a tough deal. Uh, 
an, an amended Title IX lawsuit against LSU adds football coach Ed Ogeron as a defendant for failing to properly report an alleged an, an allegation rather of rape, according to a, a a copy of the updated lawsuit obtained by ESPN. So that story just kind of keeps mm-hmm. evolving. Yeah, it's been building for months, and uh, I don't know where this ends, but it seems pretty clear that there was a, a lot of negligence going on at LSU. I, I know there's some Baylor people watching this closely because obviously there's some similarities to the allegations at Baylor, and, and we know that ended up with a coach being fired and still an ongoing NCAA investigation. We're not seeing that at LSU right now, but Ed Orgeron's name keeps coming up, and I just wonder how long – um, the, the university there can ignore that as the, the lawsuits continue to pile up. All right. Uh, the U.S. will play Israel to start the baseball tournament in the Olympics on July the 30th. Do you know who the skipper of the U.S. team is? Is it the NC State coach? It's Mike Sosha. I was wondering oh, what really? happened to Mike Sosha. You know, I, you, you know, Mike Sosha. How about that one? Tom, I don't understand... I, like Olympic baseball, I hardly hear anything about it. You would think it would be mm-hmm. a big event. Um, obviously, there's a lot of guys in the United States now. It's the summer, which is the middle of baseball season, which is a, a big problem. But they they tried with the World Baseball Classic that never really caught on. The Olympics, it, it seems like there's not much energy there. For whatever reason, it just can't seem to get a foothold. Maybe it's because it's in the summer, which, again, as I said, is in the middle of baseball season. But, no, I had no idea Mike Socia was coaching the U.S. Olympic baseball team. Good you, luck, guys. You mentioned the world baseball deal. That literally borrowed players from major league rosters. And yeah, they did. still couldn't get it to catch They ca- still couldn't really get it to catch on. It, you know, it didn't, didn't happen. Well, and I mean, the, the thing about that is it's not your best guys. Like, I remember no. last go around, Marcus Stroman was their number one starter. And, like, I like Marcus Stroman. He's a good pitcher. Did a nice job for the Blue Jays. Bounced around the league a little bit. But it's not Jacob DeGrom, you know, going against the best players from the Dominican Republic. Like, it makes a huge difference. But, yeah, I uh, didn't realize that. That's interesting that Mike Sosha's coaching that team. And this is not part of the grab bag, but it is now. How about that guy? Jacob. Oh, Jacob DeGrom? I mean, what he's, a story. I, he's pretty good. I think he might be a, a, a good <laughs> he's pitcher. He's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's insane. He's touching 100 on the gun. Um, I mean, he's just dominating in a way that we rarely see. So he's he's a fun player to watch for That's sure. That's a fun story. The the dude from the Angels is is a fun story. You know, he can Shohei Otani, yeah. Yeah, he can hit it about seven miles and then, you know, he can go to the mound and throw it a hundred miles an hour and mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got some fun stories. And he smiles sometimes yeah, too. <laughs> sometimes so there you go. That is, ladies and gentlemen. Our grab bag here at uh, 542. We're 18 away from 6 o'clock. This is Game Time with Tom Steven and EP. And Game Time is brought to you by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. There's more of Game Time coming up next. Recently on the John Moore Show. Rick Butler is our guest, a former MCC baseball coach, won the national championship at MCC in 1983. Uh, it's almost like a mash unit in, in the World Series that year. Uh, we started the first game with Greg Dennis splitting his chin open on home plate, had to have stitches, and then uh, Kenneth Patterson got hit in the, in the face by a double play ball because he couldn't get down and slide quick enough. And then Jerry Fout, and this is the one most people remember, 
took a line drive off of his head that went over the third base dugout into the bleachers, came back the next night and pitched a complete game for the championship. So those were some tough guys, 58 and seven records, nothing to scoff at. And they brought the prize home and we're very proud of that team. Listen to the voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. All right, 545, 15 now away from 6 o'clock. Uh, the Rangers with the day off, and then they're back out on the road. Uh, where are they going to? Oakland, Oakland I yeah. yeah. Gonna, gonna going to the, the Coliseum. Play those athletics. Take them on. As, uh, I guess Oakland's going to win the West. Uh, I would go Houston, but, yeah, I could see Oakland doing it. Did we talk about Willie Calhoun in the Rangers roundup? No, we did not. Thanks for pointing that out. I appreciate that. Uh, Willie Calhoun hit by a pitch, I guess, yesterday, right? Or was it, it was Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Saturday. And, and it's uh, broken forearm? Broken forearm. 10-day disabled list. I feel like he might be slightly longer out for a little bit more than 10 days. Uh, you know, somebody on our text line, I think it was TJ, said on Friday, and uh, fortunately I didn't get to it because we had some other things going on, but... He mentioned he was just tired of watching Willie Calhoun struggle at the top of the lineup. And I, I think that's fair. And we What talk, is he, about 250? Somewhere in that neighborhood? Around there. We yeah. discussed this with, with Taylor Hearn. And, uh, you know, I was long anticipating his, his start that went very poorly <laughs> last week. That was a guy they got in that Keona Kelly trade. Willie Calhoun was the guy they got for you, Darvish, Tom. I mean, that was – and that team, they fell out of it. You was having his typical season where he was pitching well, but he didn't get much run support. 
And that was like the talk for weeks. Are they going to trade you Darvish? Are they going to trade you Darvish? What can they get for you Darvish? Went down, I think actually past the deadline when the deal became official. And, oh, okay, they got Willie Calhoun from the Dodgers. And I would say that's another guy. I mean, it's still, it hasn't been, it's only been a couple years, but that's another player that the return on the investment has not been a whole lot yet. I mean, he's he came over and the knock was, well, he doesn't really have a position that he plays on defense, which seems like a red flag if you're going to trade for that guy. Uh, and, but the, the plus was this guy can hit, man. Like he can hit the cover off the ball. And we just, I mean, we haven't seen that. You see flashes of it. He's got a little power, um, but he doesn't have elite speed. So he's not necessarily a leadoff guy. They've kind of tried to keep him that table setter role. I just, I think that might be another miss, which is unfortunate because the other part of it is third straight year now where he's had an injury and he's going to miss significant time. So wasn't the conversation in, in, in spring training that you were going to have a combination of DHs in, in Willie Calhoun and, and Chris Davis? I believe that was the conversation. <laughs> well, Calhoun is hurt and not doing very well, and Davis is Davis. He's a wall. I don't know where he's. he's at. Been, he got waived. Yeah, he yeah. Got, well, designated for assignment slash waived. That, See ya. That was another trade, and I mean honestly, like they gave up Elvis Andrews, which I like Elvis, but we all knew what was going on there. That's just a, a player that's old and struggling, and they got what they could for him. Um, but yeah, that's another trade that I would say that didn't work. You know, Chris Davis really, really struggled, and neither of those guys were able to to fill that DH role. And Calhoun, if you bring him back, you've tried him in the outfield. The results have been kind of mixed. Um, you already got rid of Davis, so that that whole experiment didn't work. Would it change your mind about Chris Davis if you knew that his mother went to Baylor? No, it wouldn't. <laughs> no. Not for me. I'm a TCU no. guy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a frog sitting there. So, <laughs> but I mean, that's a fun fact. <laughs> no, Chris Davis. Uh, I mean, and again, here's a guy that. Where did he begin the season? He began the season on the DL, mm-hmm. uh, and just you know, got behind the eight ball. Never could get out in front of it, and when he did get into the lineup. Just wasn't productive. Well, and he's also a dude that killed the Rangers. Like, he crushed the ball against the Rangers and struggled last year. That's why Oakland said, hey, we, we're going to move on and has still continued to kill the Texas Rangers <laughs> in his stint in Arlington. Um, no, it's it's a good point, Tom. DH situation hasn't worked. And, you know, like, since Su Chu, am I, like, banging the drum for him to be on the roster? No. But he got on base mm-hmm. in that DH role. He was pretty good at doing that. But, you know, it's called designated hitter, not designated batter. And that's what would always drive me crazy. When is the last time Texas has had a guy that you could pencil in to the middle of the lineup as their DH that you said, yeah, this is this is a guy here. <laughs> but I can't remember. I don't know, like maybe Rafael Palmeiro. Yeah, well, maybe you may have to go back like that. Uh, Vlad Guerrero, I think he – I mean, he DH'd a lot in that one season he was in Texas – and he obviously was a great, great hitter, mm-hmm. but it was it was one season. It wasn't a long term fix. All right, so Texas. Uh, and so what do they do now? I mean, who are you going to plug into that DH role? Are you going to continue to play the the young guys and, and see what you got? Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think you just mix and match. Um, you know, I, I, they called up an outfielder. I, I can't remember his name right now. I'll try to find that real quick. That's but I know they, encouraging. They recalled an outfielder from AAA, um, and he, he'll get some time. But honestly, I, I can't imagine that's going to keep Chris Woodward up at night, who he's who he's plugging in that DH role. You probably just mix and match until Calhoun comes back. But I mean, broken forearm. That's a that's a long term injury, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he's, what, two months minimum, probably? Probably so. And he's had, he's had some bad luck getting hit by a pitch because he also had that issue with his jaw. I mean, it's not all his fault why Willie Calhoun has been but didn't disappointing. But I mean, didn't he stay in the game uh, and actually scored a run, I think, Saturday mm-hmm. after being hit by the pitch? Yeah, I guess and then had... afterwards he said, hey, you know, ouch. Yeah, uh, I guess that adrenaline finally wore off. Yeah. This thing hurts. Uh, uh-huh. Let's take a let's get a little photograph going here and figure out what's going on. And <laughs> wow, so uh, yeah, that's 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 the situation there. All right, uh, anything else as we uh, kind of put the finishing touches on on Monday afternoon? Are you gonna be able to get your mon- your lawn mowed tonight? Uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I was so looking forward to getting out there and and mowing and weed eating and edging and. All of that stuff. Excited for uh, College World Series game one this evening. Actually yep. coming up in like eight minutes. No, uh, no COVID issues that we know of. So should be a go for Vandy Mississippi State NBA playoffs tonight. Uh, that'll be fun. And you know, Rangers having a night off that doesn't disappoint me too much. <laughs> so we we got them all covered. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us. Uh, we appreciate you participating with the program today we will do this again tomorrow what what do you say we maybe go south down into the bell county area and grab a grab a coach or two from down in that part of the world you want to do that i like that idea let's do it all right we'll do that uh, tomorrow you have some friends over there i got a a friend or two there's a couple of guys i know we could we could talk to so we'll we'll do that next they still think tom's selling sporting goods but they (laughs) like him pretty well (laughs) and like what can i can get a deal uh speaking of which you know we were talking about products and stuff and i'll I'll give you a quick one here uh and i'm not going to tell you what brand but I, i was talking to some of my buddies that are still in that industry and they are saying that they're having a difficult time to an impossible time and there's just not going to be this year football cleats that they're going to really? have to go back and because of COVID, you know everything got shut down. They just didn't get didn't, them, didn't get them made. Didn't made. Huh? So skip. You know you better have something. You better have something on the shelf if you're if you're a coach. So just yeah, the variety of things that have been having issues with supply chain is really interesting, and it's just you know fallout from an unprecedented event. But I didn't realize football cleats were hard to find. Yep. For EP and Steven, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. Good night. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 Athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, the season comes to an end for Texas Longhorns baseball, one game shy of the College World Series finals. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Howdy, Waco. This is Joe Blanick from Blanick's Custom Catering saying thank you for your business. We've been catering the Waco area for the past 25-plus years and enjoyed feeding and serving.